Bergman, and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. My guest today is Father Michael Berndt, who graduated in 2010 from Quincy University with a degree in finance. After graduation, he worked at Midwest Patterns here in Quincy for three and a half years before changing directions and joining the seminary. He studied for two years at Mundelein Seminary and four years in Rome, graduating with a degree in theology and a diploma in Ignatian Spirituality. He currently serves as parochial vicar at St. Anthony of Padua Parish in Effingham, Illinois. And in today's episode, Father Burnt will share with us his road to QU and what led him to the priesthood. So, Father Burnt, thank you so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Let's start with how you even came to QU in the first place. What, what led you to, uh, to come here and start studying? Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's kind of, uh, uh, it's, um, not as, not as like fairy tale as you might think. I was just in my, I remember it was my high school library and I just came across this college magazine and uh, I think QU's picture was in there and it was like a picture of Francis Hall. And I was just, I was thought it, it would be someplace like, I just thought it looked, it looked cool. It looked, I guess the beauty <laughs> was what attracted me. And I was like, oh, okay, like a small Catholic school in Illinois. Like, I just wonder, I wonder what it's like. And so I just, I, I literally, it was just a picture in a magazine that got me to apply. And I did, I wanted, I knew I, what I wanted. I wanted a small Catholic school outside of Chicago, but kind of like fairly close within, you know, like range of where I grew up. Uh, I didn't want I didn't really have plans of going too far. Uh, and can you fit the bill? And I didn't even take a tour. Didn't even take a tour before oh, wow. the first day of orientation. I just literally the first day that I that I was there, never really knew anybody that went to QU. No, nothing like that. I just like it was like it was, it was about as cold as cold as you can get <laughs> until my first day at campus. So <laughs> that's great. Well, you you never know what's going to move you. I know. I know. Well, tell us a little bit about what types of things you were involved in once you got to know people on campus. Well, one of the first things I did was uh, was go to mass. So, like you know, you're in a strange place and uh, uh, a place where uh, uh, you know don't know anybody, don't know a soul. <clears throat> it just uh, I think Dominic. I don't know if Dominic still works there. He, he like he was my yep. admissions counselor. Yep. Okay. So I just kind of it was on campus, and one of the first things I did we had like mass at nine p.m. We had to, like the last chance mass, <laughs> and I went there, and I remember meeting. Uh, her name was Erin Hodgson, a fellow QU alum. She she works for the Diocese of Springfield now, just a crazy small world. But anyway, so uh, I, I she turned around, she introduced herself, and then after Mass, I had never in my life um, done any kind of like ministry or altar server or like extraordinary minister of Holy Communion or lector or anything like that for Mass. Never really been involved in liturgy at all. Just went to church on Sundays with my family. That's it. And then I, for whatever reason, they handed out these cards at the end of Mass. And I signed up for a couple of things, and I kind of got involved with campus ministry, got to meet some of the friars. Uh, Brother Ed was really big for me. He's just such a he – just, he just showed me that you can be uh, religious, to dedicate your life to God and be joyful and, and be who you are. And so I really – just really appreciated his witness uh, to the gospel. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I went on the I, – I did – I tried out for the baseball team. Uh, one day I just went, I just went to practice. I was going to be like a walk on to the baseball team. And, uh, I just did it one day and I was like, you know, is, is it quite a, quite a bit, quite a big commitment, um, for, for something that I may not, I may not make the team. So I just tried it out and I was like, you know what? Uh, I didn't think it was for me. So I only did one day, but, um, after that, uh, you know, I just, I just, I did like, uh, like the, the intramurals. I love that. I did like intramural soccer, intramural basketball. 
Um, I was also a resident assistant, so I was an RA on campus uh, for a year. And well, actually, for let's see, one and a half years. It's a long story, but I uh, <laughs> wasn't the best RA, and so I uh, I didn't get my my job back. Um, I think rightfully so. And yeah, so that that was that was that was it. Um, and I just got like I just really loved hanging out on campus and meeting meeting a lot of great people. So a lot of great friends. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. You know, I'm and I'm sure you have many, but if you could drill down to one or two favorite memories what would they be mm. well one of my one of my one of my favorite memories um was uh I, I would say going down to new orleans for a service trip with brother ed uh like so he he you know, it was after hurricane in the wake of hurricane katrina if you remember in 2005 uh it just kind of ravaged uh, new orleans and so he had lived there for a while and we took a couple of service trips down there and that was just a great time, just a great time. It's, it's hard to pin down like just uh, a couple of memories, but that one was awesome. Um, yeah, I remember one time, it was actually during the summer. So it was like a summer of like maybe 09, the summer of 08 or 09. And I took a trip down to Quincy. Like, I mean, it was the summer, but I, what I, but, uh, I had a friend who played tennis um, and he, uh, him and I drove down. He just picked me up. He lived in the Chicago area. And he drove down, picked me up, and then we drove down to, to Quincy, and we spent like a weekend there during the summer, like, you know, between between semesters. And so that was just a great time. And like, I like saw a couple of friends that were still living on campus there. And I was just, it just, it really felt like home, it really felt like home. And so I just, uh, it's like the, the small things. It's often, as you look back in retrospect, it's often the small things that, that you just, you really, really appreciate. So just, um, you know, one, one kind of big trip and another one <laughs> just kind of on campus. And, and of course, like, if I could just throw in all the all the good conversations. I mean, just great conversations in the dorms, like late at night, talking about life, figuring everything out. I mean, countless memories uh, with with great with great people, and so that's so so educational in itself. You know, outside the classroom. So absolutely. What is it that you love most about Quincy University? You know, I love that that you get to know people on campus. You know, I love that you get to know people on campus. Like, um, you know, it'd be a rare day where I would walk by and not know somebody like <clears throat> I wouldn't know their name maybe, but I'd like see their face or I'd have like seen them around before. And so it'd be rare where I like, I didn't know somebody. Um, so I, uh, so I mean, that was one, that was a great part of just, you get to really know people. Um, you get to really, um, you don't feel like a number, you know, like you feel like you're, you're part of something. You feel like you're, 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 you're really, um, you know, people know your name, you know, it was a very small class size. And of course, like the fact that there was a chapel on campus, like that is, it's, it's Catholic, a Catholic school. I mean, I wouldn't be a priest today if it wasn't for KU. That's a, so, so true. Um, and so I'm very, very grateful for, I think that's a, that's the best part about it is that it's, it's got uh, that small Catholic school. And that's something I never had, you know, I'm a public school kid, you know, K through 12. So I just, there's something that I desired. And, and I think it was just a, a really neat aspect of the college. Well, I think we're going to take a brief break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Father Burnt about his call to join the priesthood. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. After graduating with a degree in sports management and a minor in communication, I knew I wanted to continue my education. The MBA program at Quincy University provided a way for me to complete my master's degree while maintaining a job and broadcasting QU Hawks games. 
Quincy University's MBA program offers a signature blend of curricular rigor and preparation for the ever-changing workplace. To continue on your road to success, visit Quincy.edu today. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. Today, my guest is Father Michael Burnt. He's a 2010 graduate from Quincy University and is now a priest in the Springfield Diocese and serving in the city of Effingham, which, of course, is home to many Quincy University alums. But that's a story for another day. Uh, Father Burnt, um, you, you, you completed a finance degree at Quincy University and you joined the workforce. We talked about that a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and then decided to go to the seminary. Tell us about what yeah. led to that decision. Well, I, I remember um, when I graduated from QU, you know, every stage of my life was kind of uh, determined. Like, it was very clear what the next step was going to be. So, um, after, you know, sophomore year of high school, there's no wonder, like, your life just kind of, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a wave, you know? You take out the surfboard and start riding. And so, like, okay, sophomore year, Julie's a junior, junior's a senior. So, I guess I had a bit of a decision to make after high school. Okay, so that was a big one. But then after college, I had the same kind of... Uh, questions in my mind. Like, okay, what's the next step? And so what I thought about was like, um, all right, well, uh, do I want to, I don't know, like work, go to Chicago, stay in Quincy. What do I do? So I worked at McDonald's by the mall for six months <laughs> and, uh, no, sorry. It was like three months. Well, I can't, well, let's see. It was, it was about three months, about three months. I worked like full time. And, uh, and I worked there in college. Like I worked there like while I was a student at QU. And so like they all knew me and I got back and I was like, can I work some hours? Like, yes, welcome back. And, uh, so I worked there. I was just like, um, uh, living across, literally across the street on campus, uh, at like, uh, oh gosh, five, three, zero North 18th street. I mean, literally there's a big, used to be the color white. Now it's like kind of the white paint is chipping off, but that's where we live <laughs> with like three other TU grads. One was still attending QU. But then I was working, so I got a, I got a big boy job at uh, Midwest Patterns, as you mentioned at the beginning of the uh, of the podcast. Um, I got a job at Midwest Patterns. It was like somebody who knew somebody, so they got me the job. And it was a position that wasn't created. It was kind of created for me, in a sense. Uh, there was uh, nobody that, w- that was there. And so I, I really had freedom to work with my boss and kind of explore what this position could evolve into. And then I did that, but I really, you know, I just – if something was a little off and I was very happy and I actually, you know, got a couple of roommates. Uh, my, my friend, Eric Stites, who was the best man at his wedding. My friend, Brian Silverstein, who just, you know, him and I, it's like, we just, we lived together. We had a lot of fun, went out on the weekends, had a great time, still kept in touch with some people from QU. I was very happy. I really, really was. I had a good life, but I wasn't fulfilled. I wanted to, I wanted to be filled to the full, you know? And so I really just wanted to, I feel like something was, was bothering me. And I, and I would, you know, am I supposed to be a dad and a husband and, a, um, like a, you know, uh, just, just, what was I, what was the next step? I was looking for the more, you know, and I always went to mass every Sunday at St. Francis Solanas. Um, so I figured I had to graduate from QU from the, go from the chapel to uh, like a, you know, go to a parish, like a, <laughs> like a, like an adult. And so I went to a St. Francis Solanas literally across the street from QU. Okay. Didn't, didn't go that far. And I just started asking the question, you know, okay, God, instead of me doing what I want to do and having you bless that, how about I ask you, what do you want me to do? And I'll just follow 
in, in the wake of that. And then slowly but surely, the priesthood started kind of rising in my heart. You know, there's a ton, this is, this is an hour-long story, but I mean, that's basically it. I, I really, you know, the priesthood started coming up, and I was really kind of like, no, I don't want to do that. And, and actually, I had a friend, a, a fellow QU grad, who's now a Benedictine monk in Indiana. He went to seminary before me, and he asked me, he said, come up and visit me. Come up and visit me in Mundelein, in, nor- in the northern suburbs. And so I was like, ah, okay, okay. I was kind of beating around the bush. And then eventually he, um, he asked me to come up and visit him. And so I did. I visited Mundelein, took a couple of days off of work. And that was really the, 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 final, the final push that I needed. I was like, you know what? This is definitely the life for me. And so um, took three and a half, four years, but, uh, but I did it. I, uh, I joined the seminary and haven't looked back, have not looked back. So God is so good. That's an awesome story. Tell us a little bit about that seminary and, and what it was like to, to be in seminary and then and living in Rome for four years. It had to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I loved my time at Mundelein. It was a, it's a wonderful, wonderful place, very, very beautiful place. And I remember telling my, my roommate, Eric Stites at the time, I remember telling him when I, when I, I think it was even before I, when I, on the visit, I said, I'm going to be with like my people. Like these are my people. And I didn't even join the seminary yet, but I felt like this, really, that this was, these are, these are people that I, that I would get along with. Um, so I went there and I had a great time. Just great guys. I mean, I mean to be a, to, to go to mass as like a 20 something regularly, like every week, you know, it's just like, that's amazing. And then to have all these guys like that are, that not just do that, but that are thinking about giving their whole lives to the Catholic church. It was amazing. So I was like, this is these guys, I mean, some incredible stories of guys just dropping everything and, 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 and following the gospel in a radical way. Not that moms and dads don't do that, but it was, I think there's a special, there's something special about a, a priest doing that, you know, who feels that they have a call to the priesthood. So that motherland was awesome. And then Bishop, Bishop Aprocki, he uh, sat me down. We had like a Christmas gathering and he said, Hey, Michael, can I talk to you? I said, sure. And then he, uh, he just sat me down and he said, so, um, I want to send you to Rome for your theological studies. I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so I, uh, I said, uh, okay. So I really was like, you know what? I don't, there's an American seminary there. There's a, there's an American seminary there. So it's not like, uh, I, I, I had classes in Italian, but there's a, it's a, it's a seminary full of all American seminarians studying for American diocese, pretty much like there was one Canadian when I was there and like five or six Australians, but that's a story for a different day. But, um, <laughs> so I was there and the first year was very difficult. You know, I didn't want to be there. I was just kind of like, you know, I don't, uh, like, I, I just want to be a simple parish priest. And this seems like all oh, is just too much. It's just too much. And then after a year, um, really settled down, the transition went, went well. Like you just have to really accept a new reality. And once you do that, it really forms you. It forms the man. It forms the priest, uh, to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, it's very, uh, it's hard to accept. It's a very hard reality to accept in your bones because you're just kind of like, you know, it's amazing. And it's like, it's like, it's like Catholic Disneyland, but you're also <laughs> like, you know, I just, some of it's just too much, you know? Um, I just, I didn't, I never asked for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe unworthy, I guess, or just, just, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so it was, it was an amazing experience. I look back now, uh, just being a priest now for 15 months, I mean, I look back now and I'm just so incredibly, incredibly grateful for my experience. And I do see, I do see how uh, the formation over there, uh, it, it's, it's really a, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to be formed as a priest if it's for you. Not, it's not for everybody, 
but it's a wonderful place. It was great to learn in a different language, to meet people from all over the world, to see, you know, you get the chance to travel a little bit while you're over there. So, um, I really, uh, you know, met great guys as you would imagine. Um, it's just, you get to meet the Pope. I mean, it's like, it's like, wow, my gosh. So it's like, it's just, it's really something. It's really, uh, 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 such a unique experience. Four years about cut short by COVID, but about four years in Rome. I mean, would, would I ever have thought, you know, no, you know, I did. It's amazing. It's amazing. So God is good. That, that's very neat. Um, and now you've moved on. You're, you're um, working at St. Anthony of Padua in Effingham. Tell us about the types of things that you're doing there in your ministry. So I'm here. I uh, celebrate Mass every day. Mass at uh, 6.30 a.m., three days a week, I should say. Um, so that's uh, pretty early, but, you know, people are there. People, people are coming. So I'm like, heck, you know, far be it for me to deny them the, uh, the Holy Eucharist. Um, so 6.30 a.m., uh, like yesterday, or was it yesterday? Let me look at my calendar. Um, yeah, it was just, just, just yes, uh, two days ago, excuse me. I just went to somebody's house, but I, that they just gave the office a call, and they said, I want to talk with the priest. So I went over there and talked with her for an hour and a half. Um, just in her home, never met her before. I saw her on a jog and she just kind of gave the office a call and she said she wanted to talk with the priest and that's how that happened. Um, going out to eat, like so tonight I'm going out to eat with the family. Uh, they just, they just, they wanted to, they wanted to have dinner with me. So I said, sure, I'm doing that tonight. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, we have like, uh, staff meetings. So like, you know, we got to be good stewards of the, we had a finance meeting today, a monthly finance meeting. We just kind of, you know, making sure that, that, you know, I don't contribute much. I'm just a parochial vicar, but, uh, but just making sure that we're, we're doing, uh, we're being transparent with our, with our financial, with, you know, being fiscally responsible. Um, I visited the grade school this week, you know, just like the third graders went in there and just kind of just being, being a goofball, you know, they love that. They're, they're easy to make laugh. So I was in there, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, so we get together. We 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 like we get together with the priests. So there's a, a few priests in the area of Effingham. We get together once a week and have dinner. So we did that on Tuesday. Um, you know, got confirmation. So a lot of sacraments. Uh, you know, someone's in the someone's in their home. A lot of times, sometimes not a lot of times. Sometimes we'll get an emergency call to come and visit their home and anoint them with the with the last rites or the the anointing of the sick, as it's called. Um. So yeah, I mean, I also teach in a high school, so I'm a part-time teacher. I teach uh, the juniors, so I teach about 50 students. I teach them religion. Um, I won't. I wouldn't call it theology. I don't think they're. I don't think they're at that level yet. <laughs> I would. I'm going to call it uh, religion. Uh, maybe apologetics, like you know, giving reason responses for the faith, things like that. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's 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 a it's a good life. It's a it's a full life, full in the sense of my heart is full. You know, yeah. so it's a pra- It's just it's just. I'm very fulfilled. That fulfillment that I was looking for, it's not in earthly things. And I don't, I'm not a priest for selfish reasons. I'm a priest because God called me to this life. But because God's the one doing the calling, he's the one who knows how to fill up your heart with what you were made for. And so I feel like that's, that's happening. And I just, you know, I just, I really, uh, it feels like you're, like, you, you know, that it, like I haven't found it, you know, like, like well, I found it. And I'm, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, it sounds like you're extremely busy too with all these different things. So uh, um, that has to keep you yeah. moving. We're, 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 yeah, we're, we're not, not a boring life, I would say. What have you learned along the way about ministry? What are some lessons that you can share with the listeners? Hmm. 
I've learned that um, that, uh, that the human nature uh, desperately seeks God, whether they know it or not, explicitly or implicitly. We so desire like God. We want the love of the Father. And we run so much to other things. And really, there's only one thing that will satisfy the longings and the yearnings of the human heart, and that's God. And so I feel like I'm in a privileged, a privileged position to to be the administer of some of the great some of the greatest graces of God. I mean, the greatest graces on earth called the sacraments. And I feel like, um, you know, priests kind of stand in the breach between heaven and earth, you know, in the in between. And uh, I just feel so privileged to be called to this, to have every excuse in the world to talk about God with others. I mean, it's like, I'm never off the clock, you know, but I live it, you know, I don't punch in and punch out. I, I just live it. And it's, that's, that's just awesome. You know, I love little things. Like when someone stops me in a grocery store and, you know, kind of just, just wants to chat or whatever, or, or someone says, hi, and I love that stuff. I love it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's just, I would say just, just be open to what, whatever God wants to do in your life. And it could be painful. You know, the untwisting of our own will is a, is a, not a, a happy venture most of the time, but it is the most fulfilling, and it is totally worth it in the end. Well, Father Byrne, thank you so much for, for sharing your story and being our guest today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, thanks for calling. And be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we talk to alumni, students, faculty, friars, and hear about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and it's always a great day to be a hawk.